Hello, everyone. Welcome to Beyond Sunday at Bethlehem, a podcast created to go beyond the Sunday service experience at Bethlehem Church, exploring some of the deeper questions of our faith, offering additional content from behind the scenes from the cutting room floor. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Angela Buckland, and as always, I'm beyond excited to host today's episode. Welcome, everyone, to episode eight. We're calling this episode One Another Revisited, and once again with us today, we have Pastor Jason Britt back with us. Welcome, Pastor Jason. How are you? I'm glad to be back. Thanks for having me. What's up, Bethlehem Church and friends of Bethlehem Church? Yes. We are so glad to have you back with us on the podcast. Last time we did a revisited podcast, mm. uh, it was Finding Your Way Back to God. Yes. And that was six months ago. The day of the COVID. Day COVID March was, 13th, am yes, I right? Yes. When the, the world blew up, as we know it. <laughs> that was when we recorded our last revisited episode. And so we're hoping that maybe when we come out of this, yes. maybe they'll find a vaccine when we're done by the time we're finished That's recording true. this. Yes. We'll have some good news. And Trump him. and Biden will be best friends. Oh, yeah. It'll yes. be good. Sounds, good. sounds great. Yeah. If anything, uh, you we're, we're calling this One Another Revisited, and we're going to kind of recap yep. Yep. this One Another series that we've been in for the last four weeks. Um, and basically, the the summary of that series is that we need one another. Yes. That we were created for relationships, and there has never been a time that we need one another more mm-hmm. than right now. Yep. So we all need encouragement, and that this I, I love that this series kind of capped on the idea that this, that's just not some cute thought. Sure. Um, in America of 2020, independent self self focused yes. living yeah. is where we're at. Yep. And, and it, it seems like uh, COVID has been an amplifier of yes. that. So in week one, the untold story, you said that social distancing may keep us physically well, but it is the social, emotional, and it is socially and emotionally and spiritually killing us. Yeah. I just think <clears throat> a couple of things, uh, no doubt distancing and, and what we were asked to do and wherever you're at on the whole COVID-19, hysteria, real, it's a real thing. We were asked to do certain things. So I get the physical, like, health part of it. I just think the undercurrent, and again, there wasn't an easy or good answer to it. Somebody's arguing this, but the undercurrent is I feel like it was perpetuating what we already had in our culture to an extreme degree, Mm -hmm. which you use the words individualistic, Mm -hmm. self-reliant, live on an island, yep. um, and kind of, if I have connection, it's only with those who are directly involved in my life, mm. uh, or, or social media pseudo-connection. Right. Uh, and so what we did was perpetuate that, and with that, enhance fear, enhance worry, enhance bad habits, enhance unhealthy relationships. And so we just took all of that and, if you will, you know, pump steroids into our veins. Right. Uh, and just went extreme with all the other emotional things. And so I think that's what I was saying is that the long-term ramifications mm-hmm. for child development, yeah, for um, interpersonal relationships, I'm not even talking on a spiritual level. Right. I'm at first just talking on a life level. Okay. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying, that there were just ramifications that you can't come back from the more you perpetuate this long term. Right. 
you know, and we were already moving uh, rapidly more than any culture in human history to this individualized live on an island, me, myself, and I, and we kind of cross paths in the night, Mm -hmm. if you will. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's how. And so spiritually, though, yes, the reality of the matter is like there, I read a line, and I'm going to use this so y'all probably hear it after I've used this, but there is no such thing as a uh, unchurched Christian in the New Testament. Mm. The church was so vital, and by church, I don't I don't mean just the building, but the gathering and the body of believers, the the community, uh, the community of faith, right. and the relationships that 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 brings and the life, like discipleship, in the idea of reading a spiritual book, that's discipleship is just not biblical, right? Uh, yes, there's. I read a ton. You read a ton. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's part of growing. But discipleship and growth happens in community right. because our faith is expressed most in our love for one another mm-hmm. in how we relate with one another. Your husband has probably changed your life the more than anybody. Yes. My wife has changed my life more than anybody. Yes. And my friendships have changed that people are what change us in the spirit. Of, and so mm-hmm. we just were eliminating that uh, at a rapid rate while everything else with it was enhancing and that's why I was going there's just toxic things on a practical level right and and the reality is there is our flesh our battles not against flesh and blood yes. and so we'll get to that at the end yeah. but on a spiritual level we were taking away where we find our health our vitality and our life mm-hmm. right so there there's the physical that's kind of you know describing some of the physical toll. Uh you use the the illustration of kind of walking up a mountain with that 50 pounds yeah. backpack yeah. in this in the first week right. of the untold story. Right. And that's what it feels like. It feels like we're you know not not only are we walking up a mountain but we're we have that added weight. And there's no wind inside. Right. Yes. Right. And when do we get to take that pack off? Right. Uh, thankfully, Jesus said, yes, come to me. me. I'll wear burden. I'll give you rest. And That's so right. we have a, a rest for our soul, no doubt. Right. So talk about, though, the sober truth that there is a spiritual attack. There's a spiritual element to this as far as marriages are, are mm-hmm. under attack. Mm-hmm. Divorce rates are up. Uh, churches have closed their doors, um, you know, have, have been faced with that with that choice or that um, kind of that pressure yes. to close doors. Yes. Alcoholism, drug yes. abuse is up. Suicide rates are up. Not to make this all doom and gloom. Sure. But I think that we need to be aware that there is a spiritual element, that there is an enemy out there that is on on the prowl, so to speak. Yes. Uh, yeah. All, yes to all of that. Mm-hmm. I think one of the points I made, and I don't remember, it may have been the series before, but that the Navy SEAL yes. illustration. Yeah. Uh, the myth of extraordinarily hard times is we discover an extraordinary faith that we never had before. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's a myth. And by myth, I mean when it gets really hard, whoa, not that we can't find the Lord and find salvation and see the light in that. Right. But the idea that I'll be able to get through it because my faith is so great. And if I have a casual faith pre-COVID, then I'll get a really extraordinary radical mm-hmm. faith in COVID. It's just, it's not a reality mm-hmm. uh, for most. And I talked about the, the Navy SEAL training is, no, 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 in extraordinarily hard moments, you fall back to the level of your training. Right. You right. fall back to the level of your training. So I think uh, by training, what I mean when it comes to relational and things like that is there were je- there was accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, there was uh, examples 
there were, it's one thing to get a text from somebody. It's another thing to talk to somebody. Face-to-face. Yes, face-to-face. I think all of that, there is a spiritual life where spirit bears witness to the spirit, Mm -hmm. if -hmm. you will, Mm -hmm. uh, that in this was just kind of taken away. And so I just think if you were unhealthy going into the pandemic, you weren't going to get healthy in the pandemic. I'm talking about emotionally, spiritually. Right, right. I think if you were healthy in the pandemic, and by healthy, I mean, well, not perfect, walking with the Lord, trying to, I think that there was some practices in your life and some community and some relationships and some disciplines you had that can sustain you in this, Mm. that can sustain you in this. Uh, And so I just think that was the, the, the spiritual attack was enhanced uh, because of the hysteria of fear. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. God doesn't give us a spirit of fear. Right. Yeah. We should be wise. Right. But so when fear is elevated, oftentimes what we do is kind of cower down in our house and go, you know, only God, only God, only God. Mm-hmm. And, and But God's actually called us into relationship with other people. And we need people speaking into our life and we need to be around other people right. and all those things. And so I think that was a way. Yeah. Uh, I think getting mad and angry because none of us asked for this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I had a buddy, a pastor of mine, a couple of best pastor friend of mine the other day goes, bro, none of us signed up to lead churches through a pandemic. Right. He's right, but nobody signed up to live through a pandemic either. <laughs> right. And so I just think all of that and the spiritual toll of it um, in an already narcissistic culture, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which means we self-obsess. Right. Well, you're not going to not self-obsess. You're only going to raise that. Mm-hmm. And what helps me not self-obsess is be around somebody else that's going through issues, right. be around somebody else that's walked the path I've walked. And so we just eliminated that and it elevated with fear and hysteria and worry, which I'm not saying all of it was unfounded. Sure. Yeah, it was a deal. Sure. You know what I mean? But it's almost amplified. And it's also that isolation, being isolated from one another where it, uh, we we are more vulnerable, would you say? Yes. Mm -hmm. I I am, and there's many people who listen to this podcast that are not back in church. I completely get because of underlying conditions or whatever, people in their family, you have our blessing. But, and people will hear me say this loud and clear when the time comes, Mm -hmm. the idea that watching on a screen, Mm -hmm. on a Zoom call, or watching on a screen is the church. Boy, oh boy. Right. That's just not the church. Mm -hmm. I think it's a great supplement. I think it's a great technology. I'm so glad we have it. I know people rely on it, but the idea that that's the community of faith, Mm -hmm. and I think that's one of the things in this is that although we were so glad for those five weeks we had together, you know, every night, you did some of them with Mm -hmm. me, Angela, Mm -hmm. the band, it was very comforting because you're okay. Yeah, we're in this together. And it was fascinating to me is that everybody up until Easter was all watching at the same time. Right. But as soon as Easter passed and this pandemic became more normal, it's like we began to kind of go, we'll get to church when we can. And by I mean that, watch it like Netflix. Right, like a drift. That's not um, the church. Again, that's a very consumer understanding of the church, not a communal, relational discipleship life-on-life understanding of the church. And I can talk about this. I think that consumerism will not come back from this pandemic. Mm -hmm. I think consumer and cultural Christianity is all but going to be done. Right, right. But that's a different message for a different day. (laughs) But you're getting me preaching. That's a a different podcast. You're giving me ideas for for the next one. So would you say, though, that that right there, what you just said, has been kind of the motivation that you have felt as the lead pastor of this church, to open mm-hmm. early, to have 
services on the football field mm-hmm. uh, to open responsibly, of course, yeah, sure. and, and be open as much as possible. Yeah. Uh, yes, that would be a, a couple of things uh, in that is that at some point I was so thankful for technology and that we got stayed connected, but there was never going to be an easy or non-uncertain time to gather back together. And we just had to start somewhere because it matters. The embodiment of the saints and the believers and the spirit that uh, meets with you when you meet together, uh, it's a whole different level than when you're looking on screen. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just a whole different thing. Right. Um, uh, screen's great for information. It's not great for transformation. Mm, that's you good. know what I mean? It's great for information. You need to tweet that. Yeah, it's just <laughs> not. It's, I mean, that's what it's built for. It's right. great for information and great for entertainment. Right. But there's no such thing as transformation uh, as far as life. Well, I'm not saying you can't. Obviously, you could be watching and get saved sure. to hear a message. But sure. what I'm talking about is long-term, long-term. life on life transformation. So I knew just to begin to go, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. We've got to make sure we don't normalize something that was supplemental. Right, right. So that's a big thing I just said. Make sure we can't normalize something that we were grateful that was supplemental. Right. And and not everybody agrees with me in, in, in the size churches we're in mm-hmm. right now. And I'm not saying they're right or wrong. And I think every church in different geographic geographies in the country, there's just different realities. Right. I'm flying out in a few weeks to San Diego with some pastors of churches our size and larger. And the guy we're flying out, he can't meet yet. Yeah. Right. You know, he, he's not meeting yet, and there's multiple reasons why. Mm-hmm. So for me, though, in our area, in our geography, what we were, I knew we could take steps wisely and safely mm-hmm. uh, because of some of the um, politics in our region are not what it is in other parts. Sure. But I also just knew you had to choose to go, wait a second, don't normalize what was meant to be supplemental mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or what was meant. And so because the church is more than just that. Right. And what you're really talking about, too, is the difference between an experience and what we put into practice long term. Yes. Right. And so, yeah, that was some of the just, just you got to start back. I'd say practical on leadership. You just had to start. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was going to be different. It was going to feel weird, and and not everybody was going to come back. And 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 then you had to start in the buildings, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you had to keep the numbers small. And we're still in that phase, you right. know, or smaller. And obviously, I mean, compared to a lot of places, praise the Lord, we've been able to come back to a relative uh, great number right. in, in person, and tons watching online. Right. And so that's awesome. Right. That's all good. We love all of that. But I just felt the need to go, well, we can't normalize. Because, again, my it wasn't about having a full building or it wasn't about getting the church back together because we knew we couldn't do that even if we did. Mm-hmm. We couldn't fill the rooms up. We couldn't just right. because of the regulations. We get it. But the church, the body, is more than just a... Um, your couch in mm-hmm, your home by mm-hmm. yourself when it's convenient. There's a reason. I think one of the dangerous lang- lang- things we did in the church is we changed the word from worship service to worship experience. Mm-hmm. The worship when we gather is a service. We're offering our praise to God. We're submitting ourselves under the authority of the teaching of his words. There's a service part. We're serving others. Right. A worship experience is very consumer. Yeah, yeah. But we change that because of our consumer mentality. They come to the worship experience. Mm-hmm. You have a great time again. Well, yeah, we want you right. to feel welcome. We want you to be lifted up. But there's a worship service. There's an act of sitting under the teaching of Scripture. Right. Uh, there's an act of worshiping with the body. Yeah. There's an act of life on life that's part of the history of the church. Right. And that what you're what you're talking about is discipleship, right there. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's it's the. 
I would argue another podcast, another day, the issue that we will continually face is people will go, it's a lack of relevance of the local church. I will argue it's an all out rejection of authority in our life, mm. period. Mm. No, and that, that is talking to people at Bethlehem Church, too. Right. I'm not just talking to an outside world. The reason we have a low value on the church is because we don't like authority in our life. Right. That's it. That goes back to the independent, self-focused living that we talked about 100%. Earlier. It's a discipline to allow people to speak into your life and submit yourself. But when we use the language, Jesus is my Savior, when Scripture talks about the Lordship, salvation, that He's Lord and everything, it's just interesting. Right. And so I just think as we open back up, we can't normalize. I get it. I've got family that's still at home. They should be at home. Sure. COVID's not... I'm not saying if you have underlying conditions, we've got to do that. And some people, you have our complete blessing. Right. Uh, and in time, when all this is over, there's a vaccine, you'll be able to come back. It's all right. good. What I'm saying, mm -hmm. the danger of this whole thing is normalizing mm -hmm. what was meant to be supplemental. Right. In the name of convenience. Yes. In the name of convenience. Yes, that's great. Okay, so week two, you talked, uh, that was the the series called um, A New Command, yeah. um, the message called A New Command, and it was about how we're supposed to love one another right. after the example of Jesus. And I loved what you said about how it's not really a new commandment, but the kind of love displayed by Jesus. A new standard. Yes, that yeah. that's what was new. Um, so it's about laying down our rights sure. and, and our need to be right for yeah. others, which I think we need to see more of in mm -hmm. 2020, especially yeah. on Facebook and social media. Sure. So practically speaking, how can we as Christians, how can we do a better job of this? Yeah, I think listen to understand, not just listen to hear and move on. Mm. Um, so listen to understand. I think, you know, it's the pride and humility, I think a few months pre COVID, I, don't, I can't remember if I did this or in COVID, but pride um, is, is I don't understand you, and so I'm done with you. Right. Humility right. is I don't understand, but help me understand. Mm -hmm. One of the word, one of the phrases I'm trying to get my head around as a leader in this very, even in our church, different views on if you make us wear a mask, you don't love you. You're you're full of fear. But right. if you do wear a mask, if you don't wear a mask, you don't love people. It's just all over the place. Yeah. You know. So in the midst of that, I, I've just learned instead of going, I don't understand, so you're wrong. Mm -hmm. Help me understand where you're coming from. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, help me understand where you're coming from. I mean, I haven't made this public to the church. I don't know if I will. This is a podcast, but uh, you remember, Angela, your own staff. After the George Floyd, the Ahmaud Arbery, and some of the things we saw in early June, mm -hmm. I understand I'm a Caucasian pastor. Right. I don't understand uh, a lot of. Um, I wasn't African American, not black. I didn't. I didn't write. Well, it wasn't raised in a black and brown family. Their experience is different than mine. Mm -hmm. And so I asked some of the couples in our church, biracial couples, African American couples, just to come eat dinner with me, and I just ask questions. Yeah. Because yeah. I want to understand. Mm -hmm. I want to understand because my experience isn't your experience. Right. And I want to lead through a understanding in this moment, not just a uh, bias in perspective. Mm. Mm -hmm. uh, the church is polluted with politics. The church is just inundated with uh, biases and, and worldviews that are more American than biblical. Right. And I'll talk about that a lot in the Only Jesus series, and I'm going to make some friends while I do that. Mm. But... <laughs> The, that's just the reality. Right. Angela, it can't mean something. It, like following Jesus in America 
and following Jesus in China are not different things. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so we've made so many things contextual. Like right. I think about followers of Jesus in Iraq. They read the same scripture we read. Mm-hmm. We have such a filter mm-hmm. on our version of Jesus through America. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. and, and I'm listen, I'm so glad to live in a free country. And I'm glad not to live in Iraq. I'm glad not to live in communist China or whatever you want to call it. Right. I'm blessed. But we have to understand that the gospel is the gospel and the command to love one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, we like to, I, what I've learned is I like to claim the love. Like I love singing the blessing for myself. Right. But I think sometimes we forget that blessing in numbers is for all people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lord bless me, keep me, 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 mm-hmm. me, 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 me. But that's a blessing for the people of God. Right. And so that that's what you, every person is an image bearer. Mm-hmm. The people mm-hmm. I disagree with the most are image bearers. Right. At some point. Right. Right? That's just the reality. So can I have the heart of God? Isaiah 55, mm-hmm. we did that on staff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give it away because I'm going to use it at some point. But that idea of my thoughts and your thoughts, my uh, ways are not your ways, we right. misapply that. Right. And what you just said about people being made and created in the image of God, that means even the people that we disagree with. Yes, and so I just think it's sitting there going, no, I mean, I do have a lot of opinions and I think well-formed ideas, politically speaking. Mm -hmm. And I do think there's a lot of manipulation in this conversation around race and racial tensions by the media, 100%. But for me, just to dismiss it all as, ah, this is just all, that is so narcissistic and American Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, of us, right? not biblical. There's no Jesus in that. Right. There's no, there's just, there's no, it's like Jesus and the one, when Jesus came to the woman at the well, he looked at her and he knew her and he let her know he knew she was a Samaritan. Mm -hmm. He knew she was bad news. Mm -hmm. He knew she was making, he was letting her know, I know you and I'm still talking to you right? and I'm still with you and I'm still for you. We have forgotten that uh, in our, in our we, we've taken on the tone, not not Bethlehem Church necessarily, but the capital C Church. I think what's right. broken my heart in this is the divisions, not in the country, but the divisions in the church. Right. It's very heartbreaking. And that's what— uh, uh, Because you're just going, we are we the people of Jesus? Are we not? Right. You know, it's not Jesus and— or, yeah, yeah, Jesus, but mm-hmm. it's Jesus. Mm-hmm. We're the people of Jesus. Not our bias of Jesus, not our perspective of Jesus, mm-hmm. not our heritage of Jesus, but actual Jesus. Right. And I've got a ton to say on that. You're right. getting me fired up. But <laughs> that's coming in the next series, or when this airs, you'll probably already be hearing some of it. I love it. That's yeah. great. Yeah. So, yeah. But they love one another through the filter of Jesus. Right, right. Not the filter of emotion, mm-hmm. or not the filter of our culture, right. or not the filter of love language that's soft and fluffy. Right. But love that's hard. Right. Yeah. You said in uh, in week one, you said um, it's so simple, it's hard. Yes. Or it's so, yeah. It it was the the fly fishing example. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my fly fishing guy, when he was talking about my brother and I, he goes, fellas, it's so easy, it's complicated. Right. It's so simple, it's hard. Right. Love one another, love each other, love love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and your neighbor. So straightforward. Right. Straightforward. Hardest command he ever gave. Love one another is the hardest command Jesus ever, ever gave. Right. You know what I mean? That love one another. That's how they will know you. Hardest thing. He ever mm-hmm. gave us. And, you know, 2,000 years later, 
I think the church has got its. The church has survived because so many believers have ran to the scene of the crime when things were hard and where things were difficult. The church ran in. Mm, mm. You know why? Love one another. Right. Love one another. Right. When the church has missed it is when we've sequestered to our bubble and loved each other, mm. <laughs> not and, one another. Right. Right. And Pastor Matt talked about that in week four about the um, how he would say that the the word that you could use to sum up twenty twenty is division. Yeah. yeah. And how um, you know we we are we kind of separate the masks versus no masks yeah. or you know quarantine versus not quarantined or the racial tensions yeah. and demonizing law enforcement or demonizing the victims of brutality. So it's all this kind of polarization that you've talked about. Yeah. But we have to remember that we're not wrestling, like we said early, not, uh, earlier, not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against rulers and authorities and, and the powers of darkness yeah. and evil yeah. that we're fighting against. Yeah, I think, I think there's a permanent to what we're in. Mm. And I don't think we're there. I don't think we want to wrap our head around that yet. Yeah. Um, and by permanence, I don't mean necessarily COVID-19. I just think, <clears throat> you know, the Lord, yesterday, I was on a conversation, and this is recorded a few weeks back, but I was on a conversation with a pastor friend of mine in San Diego, a guy I was talking about, I'm going out to see. He goes, Jason, we don't understand that 80% of the audience in the New Testament was Roman slaves. Mm. Mm-hmm. We 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 give language to hard as like yeah, it can happen every once in a while and be tough through it. Right. But the New Testament's written to people whose kids were not going to college. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they and in fact they were not getting to choose their spouse. Right. Uh, they lived in shacks. They were oppressed. The New Testament is written to people who only understood hard, and it was their hope. Mm-hmm. We are a people who have been so blessed and fortunate um, that I think we're entering into a season of our life, into a season as a country, into a time culturally that hard is going to be more of the norm. Mm, mm-hmm. I just do. Yeah. Uh, by hard, I mean the polarizations aren't going away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, COVID, I think vaccine, all that, it's not going to be here, but but there'll be something else. Mm-hmm. I just think we're in a perpetual cycle of hard. And so divisions being uh, the name of it, Mm -hmm. if we can't figure out as the church how to break barriers and how to, uh, there's a, there's a tension to manage and a problem to solve. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think we're not, we're, we're in the tension to manage of, as the church walks in this dark and light, you know what I mean? Right, right. Just this division. And so I think to answer the question, I don't remember what you said because it was such a good question, <laughs> but, um, I, as, as a pastor, Moving forward, I think things will continue to look different both at Bethlehem Church mm-hmm. and in our culture. And the reason it will look different at Bethlehem Church is because I'm more clear-sighted and 100% committed to our message, mm-hmm. but also understanding it's going to be harder. So I would say this to the people, I think it's never going to be harder to follow Jesus in the days ahead, and at the same time, there's it's never been a better opportunity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, if you can live in that, never been harder, but there's never been more of an opportunity, right? Okay. To be light, I think. And, and, and if you're looking for the opportunity without the hard, mm-hmm. you're going to fade away. 
Right. You know, but if you're willing to embrace the hard, and by hard, loving people that are difficult, Mm -hmm. by hard, uh, being persecuted, Mm -hmm. being oppressed, being called names, by Mm -hmm. hard, um, having to ask forgiveness, by hard, wrestling in a culture of unhealthy toxicity and and, and emotional chaos, is just not going to snap back and go, oh, we're back to where it was. Right, right. Which where it was, wasn't great. We just all could go about life and act like we were all good. Right. Yes, you know, and exactly. I, I just think we're moving to a season where it's going to be hard moving forward on those. And so when people say new norm, I don't think new norm is easier. I think new norm is harder. Mm, mm. <laughs> That's what I think. As a, but right. I don't, my hope in it is revival and renewal mm-hmm. and the spirit of God moving because there's nothing else that we can hold on to. Right. Right. And a lot of the things that we've all to be stripped away. And I think the power of the church is in the one another, mm-hmm. the embodiment. I would use the word remnant. Right, right. I think that's where you see God mm-hmm. doing new work. Right. And so that's uh, that leads us, you know, why we need one another, why it's so important that we rely on each other, that we depend on one another. And we we absolutely it's vital. And that's all they had back to my Roman. That's all they had was each other. That was it. Exactly. They didn't have representation. No, they didn't have they didn't uh, have 401ks. (laughs) They didn't have a a lake house to run to on the weekends. Right. Right. You know, they didn't have um, college to look forward to. Mm -hmm. They didn't have that. They had each other. That was it. Right. Right. And we have we have decided we like everything else but one another, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think those things are being stripped away. Mm-hmm. And I just think twenty years. I think about I think about leading Bethlehem Church to the church that my kids, when they're twenty five and thirty, mm-hmm. will fully embrace mm-hmm. and and understand that the world my kids are inheriting is not the world I. Yeah. came up in. Yeah, and if you can't get your head around that, I just think you're going to be a clanging symbol right. or resounding gong. Right. That's first Corinthians thirteen. Right. You got a lot of rhetoric and you got no love. So we know that there is no better source of encouragement than the body of Christ. Yes. We know that. Yes. This is true in my life, yours as well. Now you yes. grew up in the church. I didn't. You didn't. Yeah. So what would you say? What encouragement would you give to those who have been discouraged by church? To give it one more shot, what would you say to them? I would say I think people, uh, if you've been hurt, you know, if somebody's let you down, I would say that's, um, I think that's part of the process, too, of knowing we're all imperfect, we all mess up. Mm-hmm. I would say oftentimes, Angela, people use that the church hurt me right. as more of a reason uh, more of a excuse, excuse mm-hmm. than a really a valid reason. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I've had I've had restaurants uh, that that were bad food, but I didn't stop going to a restaurant. Right, you right, know what I'm saying. Right. Uh, I've had bad ex- I've had bad experiences at my uh, getting an oil change, mm-hmm. get, but I didn't stop because there was a need I had. You know what I mean? Right, I right. think the essential service conversation mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. we've been in. I think there's an essential part of the church. And hey, you know what? This day and time, if you th- if you, I would tell you if you don't think you need it, cool. Mm. Let me know how it goes. That's my other hand. Let me know how it goes. I would just encourage you that at some point we all come to the point where we need each other, Mm -hmm. where we need a place of hope. And and I said it, what, what, 
it's mo- where else are you going to find encouragement? Right, right. Where else are you going to find life? Where else are you going to find hope? Where else are we going to find answers? Right. What, that, that as the people of faith, Jesus said, I will build my church. So Jesus says, I'm in for the church. Mm. That's Jesus. Right. Again, the New Testament, there is no such thing as an unchurched Christian. Mm-hmm. That's a very American thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that again. No such thing. Yeah. Can't find it anywhere in the New Testament. There's no such thing as an unchurched Christian. I'm going to say it again. There's zero. <laughs> there's no such thing. None. Right. It's all an American imagination made up thing. Right. And so I think, yes, you've been disappointed. Yes, you've been hurt. And I would tell you as a pastor, I'm sorry, because mm-hmm. we've done that mm-hmm. at times. Right. Uh, but the church is made up of imperfect people. Right. And that's the beauty of the church is that God loves imperfect people, and you experience that love most around other imperfect yeah. people. What is that love? Uh, God loves difficult or love difficult people because we're one of them. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. I use that in there. You love yeah. difficult. And guess what? You're one of them. Right. You know? Right. So. Well, Pastor Jason, thank you so much for your time and delivering truth always right on time. So um, yeah, thank, thank you. you. Yes. Thanks yes. for being here. And we want to encourage our listeners to go back and listen to the messages. You can access all of these messages through our website or through our app. Uh, all of these messages are available. Um, you can go back and listen to those anytime. And uh, we are so thankful for all of our listeners. Thanks for tuning in and we will see you next time.